Ugh, there are so many times where I have the conversation of how do you change your body without hating it? How do you change the way we think about ourselves? How do we just become happier humans? Because sometimes we get stuck in that yuck and we don't know where to go. And when Megan Kelly, who is my guest today, reached out, I was so intrigued. So she's also a nutrition practitioner and she's a licensed esthetician which I love because you all know I love taking care of skin, but she specializes in this really amazing thing called psychoneuroimmunology or psychoneuroendocrinology. So when you've done everything right, the diet, cutting sugar, you are exercising, but not too much. You are taking the right supplements, but there's still something that's off. What, what does that mean? What's our body trying to tell us? And energy, like seriously, this is hippie. And when I think about like how I stay present or how I get back into my body, I think of movement or I think of, you know, faking it until I make it, telling myself something. But I love what we talk about because we have an actual, she has this really great 4P, not meditation because it's very active, but it ultimately is a way to get back and change the way your brain thinks. And we all need that because our energy pathways affect us way more than we even know. So stubborn weight loss or immune system function or hormone imbalance, how can we get that back on track? And I just, I'm obsessed with this podcast. I think you're going to love it. Um, Let me know what you think. Leave a review. Some quick updates. 21 days with M is we're almost done. We're on like week three, but you can jump in whenever. So if you just need a standard meal plan, that's awesome. Couple options, keto and non-keto. If you need exercises that you can do at home or with your MPAC, it's 21 bucks. You can start whenever. We also have some incredible strength programs that are six weeks. So if you're looking for a strength program, whether that's at home or whether that's at the gym or even our next one coming out, it's like banded squats. And my coworker Wade really worked hard on this. It's so freaking cool. It's all conjugate method. It's effective. I'm in the middle of it right now. We have really, really cool responses from macros with N program that we're relaunching. So live Q and a with me for four weeks, we give you the macros. We talk about how to track macros without letting it control you, but also see results, really cool stuff happening. So Stay in touch, emilyshrum.com, or sign up for my newsletter. And I think that's it. I have a fun event tonight in Denver with Verizon. We're making pumpkin recipes. And then I'm heading to L.A. this weekend to go see my best friend, Mike Manning, get married. So I'll be posting lots of pictures of my bed. Have a great week, and let me know what you think of this. Head hippie. I keep wanting to say I'm fit radio, but I didn't. Mean. Um, how are you? Like I'm good. How are you doing? Good. And I'm glad you reached out because I think you're also in Colorado. I love finding people in Colorado that are mm-hmm. all doing the same thing, which is helping people, but more more specifically women. Although men, I think, get left out when it comes to hormones. But I would love to dig in with you on hormone health today. So thank you for jumping in on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. 
So tell me a little bit about what you do and why the need for this hormone talk is so needed. Yeah, so um, I'll kind of give the shorter version. So basically, like everyone else, I started having really bad health problems. I was an esthetician for a really long time. I kind of dealt with some skin from the inside out from there, but then I um, started having missing periods, so amenorrhea, terrible, terrible acne, horrible anxiety, just a lot, a lot of health problems. Um, and so that's kind of what led me into functional nutrition and going to school for that, which it really did completely change my life just to learn to actually how to nourish your body and nourish my hormones and eat enough and all the things that were causing all of my issues. But um, so I was doing that for a while, um, but then my husband and I wanted to get pregnant and I still wasn't having regular periods and, you know, I was doing protocol after protocol and so healthy. And um, so for me, and it's weird, a lot of the women that were coming to me um, seemed to have that part down, the health part, you know, like eating perfect perfectly to their standards, you know, doing cleanses, doing supplements, all that kind of stuff, but they still weren't healing and they were still having issues. And I was too, like I couldn't get pregnant and it was really hard. And so that's what kind of brought me into the world of psychoneuroimmunology and neurobiology and kind of cognitive psychology. So I've just been, I dove into that world and it's, I mean, it's just blown my mind. And so that's kind of what I work with women with now is the emotional and mental components of hormone imbalance and just the importance of how to intentionally stop and use your mind and emotions to heal your body and so it's amazing i love it i've seen so i've experienced so many like miracles honestly and i've seen so many women that that's kind of what i focus on most now i love that what i you lost me on the word you said psych what was the word psycho psychoneuroimmunology and it's kind of like a and it's psychoneuroendocrinology too basically the the mind and emotions effects on your immune system and an endocrine system where did you jump into learning about that i mean i'm sure if you just do a google search so i'm going to say it slower uh -huh. um google this on their own psychoneuroimmunology endocrinology uh-huh is there a book that you would suggest or is there a place that you just, did you just go down the rabbit hole when you were learning about this? Yeah. And then I, I mean, I've done where I got a lot of my, there's actually a neurosculpting it's called Institute. It's actually in Denver. Um, and so that was kind of really good for cutting kind of neuroscience stuff. And then, um, I did stuff at quantum university, which is actually in Hawaii, but I did that online. And then, the mind body institute for um medicine so that has a lot of kind of cool courses on that too um and then i've done a lot of dr joe dispenza's work and like trainings which that's been so amazing on he talks a lot about like psychoneuroimmunology and and mostly what we're going to be talking about today so those are really good resources if you're into this stuff. great yeah well, i'll make sure i plug these into the show notes um that's awesome. So you get in, you realize, okay, I can't, maybe I'm not ovulating or my, mm -hmm. I'm just not doing what I want. I think that's a huge thing for what I see too, because I have so many clients, whether they were under eating or over exercising or they were on birth control for mm -hmm. five plus years, mm -hmm. you know, no matter what they do, 
they just can't get it right. So I want to start first on breaking down what, you know, I want people to, this to resonate with them because eating perfectly, what does that actually mean? And so talk mm-hmm. me those cleanses that you went through, talk me through the eating and, and how those do play a place. And then if that's still not helping, we can, I want to dig into how it actually worked with the psychoneural. Yeah. So eating perfectly for you, um, what are the things that you start, at least start your clients with those kind of building blocks of hormones? I would love to know your food philosophy, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, everything that you just said are definitely the main culprits under eating, over exercising and birth control. I had all those kinds for me to you. So, um, every like any woman that comes to me, especially with the missing period, the first thing that I do start on because so I so what I go through is for the four parts to healing and treating the body and treating the physical and cellular health is really important. So I do start with that, and I just come from a kind of what you do a functional medicine perspective. One, I look at what they're eating. Are they eating enough? Um, honestly, are they eating enough carbs? Because that was a actual problem for me. I wasn't eating enough carbs for my body to have a period. <laughs> and when I started doing that, I actually did. So that's kind of a, if, if you're dealing with hypothermic amenorrhea, that's a, that's a big Talk me through that. I want to, I want this to resonate with some people. So I do, I love, you know, I love the high fat diet, yep. diet, but I do see more women hit either a plateau or a wall mm-hmm. when too low carb for too long. But I, right. so for me, I'm okay. Let's start first off. Are they eating enough fat and are they in a fat burning state, which sometimes testing ketones can help them understand that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they still aren't hitting that for give me grams. Cause I have so many people in this macros with M program and I would like to talk grams of carbs. What were you usually eating? And then what did you need to go to? Yeah. So I would say I was eating that. And that's the thing I realized people think they're eating a lot more sometimes than they are. So for me with just eating, just getting carbs through starchy vegetables and through, you know, fruit, nothing else. I was eating probably, I mean, 60 a day on average, on average. Um, that would probably fluctuate, you know, 20 each day. But I, I went up to probably like 150 a day. Yeah. Okay, cool. And that, that really helped me. <laughs> For sure. My, um, when I hit 125, that's when I felt like the most balanced as far as even just symptoms of yeah. my, if I had them, like I, it was always a little bit longer apart, but when I had a period, oh my gosh, they were, it was like a nightmare from hell. Mm. I did feel <laughs> with it finally going back up. So that's, I'm glad you said that. And then it's yeah. also, I'm glad you said 150 because then I, I see so many practitioners are going the opposite way where they're saying in order to get a healthy period, you need to go to 200 to 220. And I think that's just a little, little aggressive. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's super. And I didn't, and like, I wasn't, I was still eating the foods that I normally ate. I just, I was just more aware of it because, you know, I thought it, it, so I didn't, it wasn't a huge change, but once I was just a little bit more aware of it and had a little bit at each meal, it made it super easy. Yes, for sure. Do you have some favorite sources? Um, I love, I love plantains and sweet potatoes and squashes basically is what I do the most. <laughs> There's a squash that I found in Japan called mm. a kabocha squash. Uh-huh. It's it like an acorn squash, but it's like, it is amazing if you ever- mm. 
kombucha squash. You have to get it. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, okay. So what they, what they're eating, um, what are like, are you eating enough carbs? Um, mm -hmm. what's the next step that you work with? So yeah, check to see of course what they're eating. Are they eating enough carbs? And then I really look to see, I was testing kind of sensitivities and everything like that for a while. Um, but I kind of just do a 30 day reset, kind of like a paleo ish template. So just, just to kind of reset and see what's going on. I actually probably do it for 21 days just so, because that's the problem that a lot of people had the women that were coming to me, they were a little bit too focused on food and, um, counting what should I be eating? What should I not? And that, ultimately led to more stress and more cortisol which kind of was causing the problems in the beginning so I try not to give them like a super strict thing to follow um, but just kind of a paleo template eating enough carbs and just what when they're looking at their plate make sure you have tons of vegetables make sure you have fat make sure you have a complex carb and healthy protein like clean protein and see how you feel you know for sure okay I love it and then and that's that I believe in that so strongly. Like when you get too focused, you cause more, more harm. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. As much as I love the motivation and people are like all in, it sometimes um, it can make us work backwards. I'm glad. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. And then did you say there's four, was that the fourth part of healing? The fourth step? Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's what I first start with is just kind of the cellular health and physical body. Um, because you do, you do have to do that. Like you, that is the most important step. Um, but like I said, the people that were coming to me mostly had that down. They had a lot of health information. They knew a lot of, you know, and so I had to focus on the other areas to actually help them heal. Yeah. I love that. So when we hit that wall, um, mm -hmm. still things, maybe there's some results or maybe they feel a little bit better. What I get a lot is the energy is there. Uh, the energy is more stable and you know, obviously some mood changes and I think people are a little happier and, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, but still no period or still just not being able to ovulate or not being able to tap into fertility. So mm -hmm. where do we go from there? Okay. So then the next step that I really like to do is to have people really observe, um, their energy state each day and, what their main predominant thoughts and emotions are because what I find through food or whatever, and you've probably talked about this before too, but just your autonomic states, you can only either be in a parasympathetic or sympathetic state. And if you're in a sympathetic state all the time, and that could be from self-criticism, it could be from worry, it could be from just little things that you wouldn't assume, then your hormonal and your endocrine system is completely thrown off. Your adrenals are making cortisol instead of progesterone. And so if people are just really stressed out and dealing with all these things, that's, you have to become aware of that because a lot of times people don't realize that these mindsets and stuff are actually the habits. And so they don't even know they're like super stressed out and everything during the day. And that's what's kind of affecting their body. So just because every thought, does impact your endocrine system, your immune system, and your digestive system. So really just kind of becoming aware of that each day is just the biggest, huge part. And if they have, like, if they notice worry every day, I actually go through a program to help them wire that out from a neuroscience perspective. So 
I like what you said. You said every thought you think is a physical structure in your brain that looks like a tree. Mm -hmm. The more you think about something, the more that tree grows. And I, I really do appreciate that we're bringing more awareness to the fact that even thinking about the food that we're eating and the grams that we're eating and the workout that we do, which are all meant for us to feel the best, right? sometimes cause us um, to change our, our whole pattern. Like we can so easily get stuck in that. So for you specifically, when you were going through this process, mm-hmm. what, were those, what were those things, what were those trees in your head? Sounds very pants labyrinth. <laughs> what were those trees in your head that you had to rewire? What were yeah. Absolutely. One, um, constant anxiety. So obviously part of it was solved from blood sugar regulation. Like, so it was, but I also, I mean, all my life, I really, really struggled with anxiety. So, I mean, if you do think about your, like, that's what my brain, the neural pathways in my brain is full of. So in any situation, that's what I automatically went to. Um, so when I became aware of that, so it takes three cycles of 21 days to actually break those neural pathways down and replace them with something else. So I have, I wrote about this too, like specifically I had just anxiety around money and everything. And once I took three months to intentionally wire that out, it, I'm just like a completely different person. And so anxiety, self-criticism is a big one. Um, just again, all my life doing, dealing with that and, but once you like notice this, you can wire it out, which is amazing. If you're just intentional about it for like three months, which is kind of hard. That's why we do programs to kind of help people stick on that. Um, but self-criticism and anxiety, once I really focused on getting that out and bringing pleasure to my food and to my movement and to my workouts and every day, then I got it. I got a period. I got two months later, I got pregnant. Um, well, and a lot of that too is just getting, that's kind of the third step is um, getting like visualization and how that truly, truly changes your body like nothing else. My acne, my getting pregnant two months later after I started intentionally doing that, sitting down for 10 minutes a day and doing that because your thoughts, when you visualize it really is changing your brain and then your brain changes your body. So it's just, if we knew the power of just intentionally stopping to generate thought and emotion and how it's really impacting the body, it just can change your life. Terrible. So start, let's go back. I love that you, I love all of what you just said. So, okay. I think this is a lot of my clients. I catch them saying like, you know, I look in the mirror and I'm just, I'm a fat person mm-hmm. or the, like, the joking comments of like, right. this is how I cope. Like, uh-huh, yeah, look at me in the shirt. You know, just constantly you can see that it, their whole body language is negative about right. it. Yes. So, so for you personally or the way that you go through it, how do you even go about, and I know, like, what's the step of how do you rewire your brain? Is it is it purely just, um, I guess, noticing it, acknowledging that you are getting into those thoughts? I guess I am curious mm-hmm. about that process besides just, knowing that you're doing it, how does someone go from that to having pleasure in food and fitness? You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so at the beginning, it, it's not going to feel real. It's not going to feel easy. So awareness, right. Is the first step. So you notice, yeah, looking in the mirror, clothes, anything, just, you notice that you notice that 
that's just what you have in your thing right now. And then what you need to do is you need to come up with an alternative. So every time you think of that, you need to come up with what you do want to wire in your brain because you can build those pathways down, but you have to replace them with something else. Mm -hmm. So you, you come up, it's like a trigger or um, an active reach kind of thing. So when you have that, you do something, you think of something that you do want to like wire in. So for me, um, when I had crazy anxiety and those feelings, I would just stop. And, um, and then I, I, when I stopped and visualized, because how you do, how I did want to feel, how I did want to think and changed my focus. Um, and the, uh, the four minute present practice that I'll share with you guys soon that's the, that's the number one way you can do it because it allows you to get aware, allows you to get present, allows you to choose something different. It changes your energy state, your emotional state. It's everything. So I'll share that with you, but that would be the main. Okay. Well, I like practice. this. I'm just going to get really practical for people. So yeah, for sure. So let's talk through some alternatives just to make this easy. So if somebody has financial stress and mm -hmm. it's causing them this, you know, subconscious and conscious anxiety, every day mm -hmm. there's, lots of, there's a forest in their brain right um, so they know that financial stress is there they mm -hmm. are awareness step one awareness mm -hmm. two um finding an alternative so would the alternative be you know i want to be financially stable or would it be that i am okay no matter what my finances are i think it would be kind of be depending on your goal and whatever whatever makes you feel um whatever you want to feel basically so like i mean that's kind of where affirmations and stuff go in that that will not feel great at the beginning but you but your brain is you can wire it any way you want so even if it feels fake the more repetition you do with that you will start to feel it which i know it's hard for people because they don't see it right away at the beginning um but doing all my needs are met, just kind of all of those kind of things, you know, it really, once you start making that your default before you know it, like that will become your habit. Not, I don't have enough lack. Basically lack is a, ha is a habit mindset. Yes. I love that. And so same for, um, okay. So my, this is the biggest one, obviously I think both of us see is I hate my body and I hate yeah. I look, you know, like don't even want to see pictures of me, etc. So an alternative would be, you know, I think I see sometimes too much is I want to look like this person or yeah. me. So I, I've tried to help people replace it with, you know, obviously weightlifting with, I want to be strong or I want to be mm -hmm. strong, but what's some other alternatives of things that people could say, you know, when they start to, when they feel that yuckiness about themselves, Did you yeah. questions that really helped you? Yeah, I mean, for me, this was actually the biggest thing that cleared up my acne, and and almost every woman that I see who has really bad acne is um, self-criticism mainly, but re like really learning self-love no matter what you look like, and which is really hard. Um, but when I, so when you just have to get perspective every time, so that's what really helped me. Like, one, it kind of helped me take focus off my body, like what really matters, you know? Like I want to be healthy. I want to look like and feel great. Um, but I can do the best I can. And I don't, I don't want to be so obsessed about my body. Like, like, let me focus on what, what really, when, when you learn about like what people are really attracted to, 
And so that's kind of what I went to. It's like, it's not my body, it's not my looks, but it's like, it's what I say, it's my energy. And so I, I just had to turn my mind straight to that. There's basically changing my focus. For sure. Okay. So then the affirmation would be, you know, so awareness, I caught myself hating who I am. Mm-hmm. An alternative, like I have amazing energy. And when I walk into a room, I want people to feel that. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Awesome. Talk to me, talk to me about the acne thing. Cause that's something near and dear to my heart for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to hear that's that a little bit more. Do you think it's a hundred percent connected with self-love and, and that emotional pathway that we have with ourselves? Yeah. I, I mean, obviously there's a lot of reasons like nutritionally too, but once you have the nutrition side down and you're still dealing with acne, like I was, um, and there's three women in particular too, same exact story. When I started, so I had terrible, terrible acne all there. And all I wanted to do was just get rid of it, get rid of it, resisting it. When I stopped resisting it. And when I started just saying, you know, like, I love myself like exactly how I am right now if it doesn't change and visualizing yourself as clear skin as silly as that sounds really makes a huge difference it does and so those two things when I started doing that it cleared up and even being pregnant and everything like it hasn't come back so it's I would say that's a huge component especially in a lot of the women I worked with too I like that my my example I have experienced this in some regard because I have very big food triggers for for Mm -hmm. my skin. Like I just know it's going to happen. And there was a point where it was, I mean, I still can sometimes get stuck in this, so I'm not perfect. But if I have, you know, a lot of people don't realize that I can't have butter. I can have ghee, but I can't have butter. And so they'll Mm -hmm. make things or give me things. I'm never going to say no because I I already have like so many limitations, like not having bread sometimes in social situations. Mm -hmm. It's so awkward. So I'm just like, I'll do butter. Like that's the last thing. But there's times where I would be so upset about, I know I'm having butter and I know that this is going to suck in a week. My skin is going to be terrible and I'm going to have this acne. And I would just Mm -hmm. be so like, oh, I would be annoyed and I would try to enjoy it. But I still really wasn't because I knew what my skin yeah recently actually it's been maybe a year of just when I have it I just know it's gonna be there and I try to think about you know okay if I do have my skin break out it's not the end of the world the people in my life are gonna still love me Mm -hmm. Uh, nobody has the most perfect skin and it is what it is and when I did switch it was like I thought maybe I was digesting it better I was like maybe I'm less stressed and so my digestion is working more fluidly and it's I'm in more of a more of a person mm-hmm. or what you said maybe it's just that visualization of I'm going to be okay no matter what That's yeah what yeah huh I like that and for you the resisting it thing you know I want to talk about that because I think mm-hmm. how hard is that when you know it's so much easier said than done so when you're mm-hmm. clear like I can't stop wanting to get this off my face this is yeah it off of me you know Mm -hmm. are there there any tips that you went through or that you tell your clients when you're just trying to get them to breathe and relax and just be and not focus on that yeah so I'll just go into this now so the first thing so the there's four steps in this present practice that I do and the first one is there's four p's and the first one is present so I tell them to get present because when you get present you close your eyes you 
feel like what's going in your body. You notice your thoughts. You become aware of your emotions. And then you kind of step outside yourself and kind of observe like those thoughts versus and not resisting them. Um, I, I just heard this somewhere, but it was like peace is the willingness to, to experience the full spectrum of emotions. So one, it's okay that you're feeling that. Like, don't try to change it. Like people, like that's where I was struggling is like, oh, I don't want to, like, I can't stop thinking about this. Like I want to change it. Like I, I'm trying to think positive, but like I, I don't, you know, like this is embarrassing, you know? Yeah. And, but when, but when you actually stop resisting it, it's, it kind of goes away. So I just, if you just get present and you just say, okay, I am feeling that without resisting it and knowing that it's okay that you feel that way, the power behind those thoughts and emotions literally it goes away. And so just being present and knowing, not trying to judge or change those emotions is huge. I love that. So present. And I, yeah, is that quote's going to be so on your face when I promote this podcast. <laughs> Perfect. It's oh, it's been so good for me, especially lately. I mean, yeah. Say it one more time. Peace is the, peace is the willingness to experience the full spectrum of emotions. Mm. I love that because it's like, no matter what is going on, you're all right. I know yeah. Really good. It's been, yeah, huge. So present for our first P. Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to work on that. <laughs> no. Yeah. And then that's what I'm saying. This, so it's a four minute present. You can, it doesn't have to be four minutes. It can be whatever, but it's for anything. It's for when you're feeling any bad emotion, it's in the morning and it's a night and it literally completely changes you emotionally, energetically, and it makes physical changes on your body from like a neurochemical perspective. And I've seen it. It's, it's crazy. Very, very cool. And then is that kind of just where you start them and they do that mm -hmm. for a while or is there a second step? Do you wait? Yep. Yep. So I'll just go through the four. So the first P is presence. The second P is praise. So you need to change your perspective. Think what you, um, are grateful for think about so and if, if it's a particular situation with yourself a person or situation specifically think of anything you can be grateful for about that so about yourself about that person about the situation um, and then you need to stop and visualize and generate the feeling of gratitude seeing whatever you're dealing with as solved as good and generate that feeling of gratitude as if it's already like that, which is actually really making changes in your body. So the second, yeah, it's just praise thinking what you're grateful for and thinking about the future, like things that are not there yet, but being grateful for them. Huge, 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 huge. Already tying in some visualization. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Present or presence. Pre mm -hmm. um, praise. Mm-hmm. And then the third P is perspective, which will get you every time. I mean, when you have little, little worries to big worries, I mean, um, so I know this is really intense, but even last month, like we found out my dad took his life. And so that's like a really big emotional thing. But if I do this present practice, it allows me to really feel those emotions because if we don't process the emotions, that's what causes imbalances in the body. That's kind of what the psychoneuroendocrinology talks about is just the negative emotions weakening different organs in your body and they actually need to flow. And if you don't process them, they get stuck and literally cause different imbalances. So when you think of perspective, um, 
the three areas I think of one is there's always, there's always someone going through something way worse than you are. There, there is, there's kids starving, there's sex trafficking. Like, so if, <laughs> if you compare whatever you're going through to that right now, like it just brings you out of yourself Two, in the perspective is kind of take your attention off yourself and think about who can I help? Who can I text? Who can I pray for? Whatever, you know, like just to kind of get your perspective off of yourself. Cause sometimes we do, we just get so stuck in our own little world, you know? Um, and just perspective and that we really are here for such a short amount of time. And like, what do you really want to focus on? You know? Yeah. So like, perspective is huge. I really like the reaching out piece that comes yeah. because it's true. It's like, and it's that feeling when you, even it's sim like simple feelings. Like for me, when you actually, when you gave me that email, when you reached out and gave me your email, I was just so honored. Cause I was like, I love that I'm connecting with people like this and that I, you know, it meant so much. So it, I just wish more of us did that, you know, when I reach out to somebody and even comment about how, you know, strong they look, or when I say something to my people, like, you know, I know that you are having a hard time, but you are really good at what you do. Like, yeah. I love when I do that. It makes me feel so. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And so anytime you're in any situation like doing that, it changes your energetic state, your mental state. So even like the skin thing you're talking about, like even in the perspective, like reach out and tell someone else they're beautiful. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it comes back to you. It really does. Oh, I love that. Okay. We have presence, praise, perspective, mm -hmm. that final P. And the final P is party. And what that means is you <laughs> choose this is the moment where you choose to intentionally shift your emotional state um and you can do that through movement working out music um base dancing but anything to change your emotional state affirmations visualization is huge like that's what i do i don't i just am like <laughs> i just well now because i've been in this for a while i just just going internally um to generate and thoughts and emotions have just been huge for me, but for you, like working out and movement and dancing and cause what you need, so you need to transform that either if it's anxiety, if it's anger or whatever you, that's fine that you feel that. Like I said, don't resist it. It's okay. That's there. It really is. We're, we're scared to feel hard things. And, and once we realize like, it's okay that I'm feeling really bad right now, like I'm not going to try to judge or change it. Like it's okay. But then when you, when you get to the fourth step, like do something that makes you feel good, you know, cause you have to raise that, I, I mean, it sounds hippie, but you know, hippie meathead, it, you have to raise your vibration. You do like, if you want good things to, if you want things, changes to happen, you have to get into a better emotional state. So whatever that is for you, do it. <laughs> I love that. And I think this is where this makes more sense than other things that I've seen. And I love it because there's one, we, I know that people can start, okay, fake it till you make it. I'm present. Right. Hey, I can think about it. I'm now all right, I'm grateful for my life. It's not bad. Like I get right, it. Right, right. That those two pieces, I think people get, but the third piece, I think there's something about the perspective and not just mm -hmm. like the whole, cause sometimes it won't work just to think about how other, how terrible other people's lives are totally But shifting that the power of reaching out and connecting, even if it's minuscule, mm -hmm. giving somebody a compliment, I yeah. think can make it more way more likely for somebody to, I love the party to party because yeah, yeah. The, the action step is when people just don't 
it's like it's not there whether it's a neurotransmitter thing or they just exactly like no matter what the hole that they're in it's just a little bit too deep I, yeah and we've all been there too like sometimes you can't think yourself out so you have to do something yes i like that what's your favorite what's your favorite party mechanism um i like to dance <laughs> i mean that just gets me it just gets me good so i have like a um Basically, I have a go-to toolkit, so when I am needing to change my emotional state, a lot of times I can't think of, well, what's going to make me, like, you just don't really think of that, so I have something that I can go to already, so I don't have to think about it, I just go put on some songs that make me feel awesome, dance, um, go for a walk outside in nature, those two things are the best for me. For sure, I think that's great. For me, I think it's, and I, that's why I love movement so much is like how it opens up that dopamine pathway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just, it is just starting. I think people get so stuck and I know that would make me feel better, but I just don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, I told people this yesterday, or I can't remember when it was, but someone asked this misconception of, you know, I'm on social media and people the fitness people on social media and how motivated they are all the time. Cause people are like, I can barely go to a class three times a week and you're motivated 24 <laughs> seven. No, no, no. This is not, yeah. it's, I really do. I love this like eight minute rule and I trust my body so much that I, I've, but only because of this eight minute rule. And mm -hmm. I do this for TV shows. I do this for movies. If something in eight minutes and especially the gym, if I go, and say, I'm just going to do it for eight minutes. I'm going to get there. If my body in eight minutes hasn't connected and hasn't wanted to start going after I started moving, then I just foam roll and then I leave and that's it. And there's times I've done that where I can tell yeah. my body is like, nope, not doing it. But if I start it, it's, it's just so, and I hope that helps people because that starting at party is so tough for somebody. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. I'm going to start using that too. Cause it is, it's just that one step, like, what's the best next thing you can do? That's all you have to tell yourself. Like, it's not, you don't have to think too far ahead. Like what's one thing right now you can just, just move, just do, you know, like, and that, and like you said, moving, it really does physically move that energy in and through you. Um, so in the Neurosculpting Institute, um, one thing that we really learned is that when you have those emotions, this is what she teaches like firefighters and first responders, which is actually good. This is a good thing that you can do. If you really do, if you're ever super stressed and you in a stressful situation where you feel that intense, intense cortisol, mm -hmm. um, that will actually stay and circulate in your body unless you do something with it. So as silly as this sounds, what if you just like shake like crazy, I mean like jump shake that literally flushes it out of your body. So it doesn't create health problems. So she likes to teach that to, firefighters and cops and things that are in super hard situations because that's what animals do in the wild they have a intense situation and then they just shake and then they're fine so when you have that literally shake and it's 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 amazing what it does for your body oh, i love that that's so cool yeah. and it's true yeah. animals do do that but i always yeah. know what they i thought maybe they just wanted the <laughs> right just <laughs> shake the ickiness off <laughs> that's so good oh man and i think about this a lot with night shift workers which i really want to work on a, a book or something i'm just not quite there because i'm not quite there there's not anybody really talking about it and i get mm -hmm. so frustrated but it's with the cortisol pattern when you are not in the same pattern as the sun yeah it can affect you and so i think that even just that 
component. They're already in a stressful situation, most likely, and mm-hmm. aware of it. The whole four Ps, I think, is going to be really big for that. Yeah, I love that. Talk, okay, so I went to this energy worker. Mm-hmm. And what you said earlier made me think of it, and which is exactly what it was. But there was this elbow. I had this elbow issue and I didn't even know I had elbow issue until she pushed on it. I'm like, Oh my God, what is that? Um, And I I had some, she said, you know, I have energy there. So I have some sort of, it was like fear trapped in my elbow. And I was like, right. I know. (laughs) But it made sense because I was like, you know, I don't really feel like my left elbow should be more hurting than my right elbow. I've done Mm -hmm. things. What is what it is. And so she, you know, kind of pushed in it and, but it was mainly just trying to move the energy. Do you see certain, is it different for everyone? Are there certain organs that kind of get blocked up with certain emotions? How does someone, cause I've, I've learned a lot about kidneys and fear mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and the Chinese, Chinese medicine really dials into this. Did you guys get into that with this kind of work? Um, a little bit like you said, mostly from a Chinese medicine perspective. So liver, anger, just like how different emotions, yeah, can weaken certain um, things. And you do like, so that does sound weird if you're like into that, you know, but um, that's why I just, instead of just saying like, oh, you have fear right here. It's like, if you have these kind of thoughts, like we just need to move it through your body, you know, just to like do something just to move it through to clear it. So that's what I'm into is clearing things. So when I experience something really traumatic, or even not traumatic, like my daughter right now is um, just having some really bad allergic reactions, which is like, I've been having to use this presence practice every time she does, because I know my energy and what I release to that happening has a big effect of like how things will go. But it's really hard to see your daughter like, you know, itching like crazy, like swollen. And, um, and so when that happens, like immediately, I have to clear that energy from myself. I, cause I know it's there and if I don't clear it, then it's going to just build up and then cause more problems. So the pre- present practice does clear it. And there's, there's tons of different energy clearing like things you can yeah. do, but it, it actually really is super important for a hormonal perspective. For sure. And the clearing, like, so you clearing the energy of the stress of seeing her mm-hmm. like that. that yeah. Sense? Yeah. Got it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Sort of clearing and um, mental, I, I have a clearing spray do you use oils at all for helping with clearing Uh uh-huh yeah 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 just kind of a little yeah I mean all that stuff I just I love used um flower essences before no but you know what I was looking I've seen you talk about them and I'm actually really really interested because I work especially with a lot of women with anxiety (laughs) and so I'm super interested in that I'm obsessed yeah I want to try it yeah, it's different than the oils. The oils, you know, there's a couple oils, some that kind of cross that blood-brain barrier, like mm-hmm. into that seven, but some that I love the brain oils that I've played around with just to help with brain and neurotransmitters yeah. pathways. But the flower essences, it's like, especially after you kind of adapt a, um, a pattern with them, they can seriously just as soon as you put them on your mouth, it's like your whole system calms down. Do you um, use them every day? So the way you yeah. use them, it's, it's, there's, you know, different theories, but if you have a certain pathway that you're trying to break, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, you have anxiety or you know that you have a hard time letting go of things. The therapeutic response is to take at least two to three weeks up to th- like three to four times a day 
flower essences are so cool because they almost have more energy, more diluted they are. So mm -hmm. bottles that you can find, the ones I sell on my website, you can actually even take one droplet of those, put it in, and then use mountain spring water to another vial. And yeah. that whole thing would last you. So you could use a, one bottle of flower essences for a long, long time. So it's super mm -hmm. cool. They, you know, with my herbal medicine school, they talk about how it needs to move and how flower essences have, <laughs> they, when they have more movement, they have more potency. So the yeah. more it is counterintuitive but the more diluted they are the more powerful they are mm -hmm. then when you use it therapeutically trying to be as consistent as possible two to three weeks as many times as you can remember which is usually three to four times a day and then for me it was okay now I now I use it when I need to so I yeah. think that initially I thought flower essences were just, oh, I need to let go of something. Let's put it on my mouth. But when it changes your pathways is when you get consistent with it, when you don't need necessarily, when you're not aware of those pathways being there. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's when I was like, oh, these are for real. It's not placebo because it's like, yeah. and I've had, I've heard amazing stories of people who have they can't get out they can't get out of their house and drive they even pets if you put some on your hands and put them on your pets if like a rescue remedy or some sort of relaxation mm -hmm. it's crazy so i'm a big believer in you should try them yeah i'm gonna get into that because that i mean that that goes kind of more on like the energy perspective you know um like homeopathics like it works with the energies of your body you know so i really gotta try that for sure. And so, and I'm trying to think just because I'm curious, it's liver and anger. Is it gallbladder and resentment or trauma? I think it is resentment, actually. I'm going to have to go. There's to a book. I don't, I can't, that's what I was trying to remember. I can't remember what it is. Because um, I actually do this kind of therapy. It's called Splunkna, but instead of like talk therapy, it basically does must, it's kind of probably what you did, but to figure out what it is um, or but I'll try to, I'll have to give you that book and then you can put it in the notes below because I don't remember what it is right now. Got it. Let me know. And okay. um, I'm going to see if I can find this really fast. Which organ and which emotion? I'm sure that there's a quick, yeah. they have it. I know that um, Dr. Lauren has this in her office really big and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so fascinating. Okay, here we go. Yeah. So stress, anger, hate, impatience. And cruelty is heart and small intestine. So those are kind of the negative emotions that affect it. Hate, cruelty, and patience. Mm -hmm. I'm quite impatient. And <laughs> so many um, spleen and stomach and pancreas, the negative emotions are worry, anxiety, mistrust. Mm -hmm. Which I makes sense with pancreas, especially with blood sugar control. Yeah, yeah. Um, lungs and large intestine. So negative emotions would be sadness and depression. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so true with that large intestine too. Um, yeah. Kidney and bladder, negative emotion would be fear. Uh, and then liver and gallbladder, negative emotion, anger, jealousy, and envy. Mm. I think that's so freaking cool. It is. I mean, it really is because it, it makes you step back and, and have you – kind of take a look at your life. Like, what am I, you know, like, am I dealing with these emotions? Cause a lot of time we do have them and we're not aware of it. Totally. I agree with that. Um, so, I, and I think this is so great. The four P's being present, yeah. being present, praise, perspective, and party. Mm -hmm. so 
Wonderful, Megan. I'm just, I'm really excited to share this with people because it's so true. We talk about self-love all the time. We talk about, you know, you know, demanding more of yourself a lot. And then it's just mm -hmm. so good. And you get motivated when you're listening to someone talk or when you see the right post, but it, how do you make this a lifestyle thing? And exactly. We have a hard time doing that. So thank you for reaching out. And I'm so glad that you and I got to connect and talk about this. And I can't wait to pull in some of those um, resources on mm -hmm. neuroimmunology. I've never heard of that <laughs> before. Yeah. I guess I've heard of it in like some degree, but never in the way that I knew that you could take classes and really get into it. So I'm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Is there any, I have, um, you know, the, a little bit I'll put in your, uh, what it, the notes, that's what it's called. The podcast mm -hmm. can find you, but I would love, go ahead and tell me, tell everyone where they can find you, where they can follow you, your website, all that jazz. Um, yeah. So our website is just renewing all things and on Facebook and Instagram, it's just at renewing all things. And that's kind of where we just do everything. <laughs> And it's, yeah. it's a great title for what you do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because like I said, diet is super important, but you have to have to do the other areas to kind of get full healing long term. Yeah, oh, so good. Well, seriously, thank you again, Megan. I can't wait to share this with people and um, I can't wait to connect. You, we're too close, so let's make sure. I know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All my listeners, thank you for joining us. I would love to hear your thoughts on this practice. So tag both of us when you guys are practicing it and making it a part of your life because I, I really do think this is a missing piece for so many people. So mm -hmm. I'll see you guys next week. <laughs>